Welcome to the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Jeff Johnson here with Samantha Balch working Hello. on some weird alcoholic beverage in a can. He's so upset about it's this, beer. everyone. He's so you know upset about it. Uh, tell, tell us what it is again. It's hard kombucha. This is a real thing. People drink this. It's not something I made up. I bought this from a store. Uh-huh. I didn't I'm- make this in a bathtub. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look for that in uh, the stores um, here and see if I, it, it might be a little bit too hippy dippy for Iowa. But be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look for thinking, it. I don't know if it's in Iowa. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna look for it. Um, hey Sam, before we get started, I wanna. Yes. I wanna plug something. We've got some uh, childcare bar and grill live events coming up. Woo-hoo. If you, uh, if this is three free stuff. We we record on the Zoom, and uh, any listeners who want to join us can. All you got to do is go to explorationsearlylearning.com click on the menu click under uh, shop trainings and under there you click under free special events and then what we've got listed will be up right now we've got coming up on um, August 25th uh, Miss Debbie is going to be joining us do you know Miss Debbie? Um, I do not know Miss Debbie tell me about Miss Debbie so Miss Debbie she is um, an early learning expert she's written books about the values of circle time um, she's, um, let me, I get a little bit of her bio here. Miss Debbie hails from somewhere in the middle of uh, nowhere. She's been teaching preschool since 1977 and enjoys cutting out penguin beaks and organizing her ta- uh, tape cupboard when she is not at work. Uh, let me skip here a little bit more. She loves to plan out craft projects and organize learning centers. Her learning center method, Miss Debbie's Cattle Drive, has been popular with her followers as a way to get children to focus on a single task without getting distracted. She's a uh, written books. Uh, there's No Choice for Children, which is uh, her new book, um, How to Get Them to Sit at Circle Time, Behavior Charts, The Answers to All Your Problems, and Just Say No to Everything are books that Miss Debbie has written. And so Debbie has uh, agreed prolific. to come on the come on the show and, uh, and, and talk about these things with me. We're going to be doing that live. There's, there's still room for that one. Um, and then Lisa is going to be with me for one on September uh, 8th about uh, nature play and one on September 22nd about uh, quality rating systems. And then Ooh. we've got one on uh, weapons play that uh, 100 people registered for it in about 24 hours. Uh, we oh, right. That one the up. people want information. Yeah. Or they want to hear us rant about things. Yeah. They, or they, they want to rant at you. I don't yeah. Know. Sam, I could still sneak you into that one if you wanted to go. That one sometime <laughs> okay. in August. If, if I, it ends up, I, I'm going to send an email to people, see if anybody's not going to be able to make it. And then we'll open some registration for that one up again, if cool. need be. And the plan is to have these, uh, have some of these on the calendar at all times because they're just fun to do. It's fun to hang out with That's people fun. and and have brunch or cocktails or whatever it is. Um, so, Sam, I got a topic yeah. for you. Please tell me about um, your topic. So. I've been really interested lately in the process of change, specifically about building new habits. Um, Because one thing I've noticed in the last 20 plus years in this profession is that a lot of people have good intentions when it comes to changing their classroom practice, except implementation is um, fucking hard. Um, there's, there's a, there's a, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things that make it challenging. And so I've been, I've spent, uh, the summer, the last six months or so, which part of that wasn't summer, part of that was winter. Um, 
yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter. Um, reading about about uh, habit building and 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 habit change and these kind of things, and and I, I've I've got one I've been working through that I thought I'd I'd unpack with you, and and it, it's not classroom related. Uh, but we can, but we can I think apply it. I think it can be. It's not even classroom adjacent, but I think it can be. Uh, some of the ideas can be pulled into into making changes and building new habits in how you do things because we want to build these. We want to engineer our habits and change. And one of one of the yes. things the literature about habits says is that you change. You only change the things that you are interested in changing. Uh, if, if I, if I don't want to change something, it's going to be really hard to change something. So first you have to have the desire and then you generally have to keep it as simple as possible, or you're going to have a hard time sticking with it. Those are two of the big points. And, and so I'm going to start, I will jump into this. So I was out for a walk with the hounds the other day, something we've been doing for as long as there've been hounds. And I decided about three years ago that I was going to start walking more every day because it was going to make me less fat and grouchy. That was the goal. Be, be okay. more, there's, a, more, so there's a goal. In my- more, more steps in the day, less fat and grouchy because Got being it. on the road, traveling, doing trainings, was, it was making me fat and grouchy. And so it, it's been averaging 15 to 20,000 steps a day for the last oh, two yeah. or three years. So that's a fair amount of steps. And then, but we're out on this walk and I thought, huh, we could run. And then I, I looked at myself because I don't run. The last time I ran was, you know, like 30 years ago for any, I mean, if, if, if for some reason I needed to get across the airport fast, I would prefer to miss the flight than run. I mean, <laughs> running isn't my thing, but I thought, huh, I could run. And the surprising thing about that is it didn't strike me as a horrible idea when I first thought it. I mean, sure, I could run if zombies were chasing me or anything like that, but this was like like the idea of an intentional run. And then I thought, well, dogs would fucking love that. <laughs> and then I started thinking about, well, how would I make this happen? Because I'm a grouchy old guy that doesn't want to run, but my brain suggested it, so maybe it's a thing. Right. And, and so we, we, and, and, and so I thought, well, we'll, 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 we'll play with this because another thing about building new habits and making change is it needs to be experimental. Um, you need to, you need to, you know, be flexible, do experiments, try something out. If it doesn't work, you make adjustments and you, you figure out ways to, to move forward. And so my plan was, okay, don't want to run up hills. But we've got Fair. this walk loop we go on that's about a mile downhill and then a mile back uphill. And it's not a super steep hill, but, you know, you're on a hill. So I thought, OK, we could run. We could run down the hill, walk back up the hill if we're still alive. And so the first step and, and then I'm thinking, well, two dogs on a split leash that weigh 200 plus pounds combined. is that's a big lo- dogs. Yeah, that's a lot of. Uh, so I was kind of leery about doing that all at once and so the plan was okay I'll, I'll go try this by myself okay and so i went out fairly early in the day not a lot of traffic don't want a lot of people looking at the uh, the old right. guy trying to run um because that low cons- social risk yeah yeah well exactly exactly and that's important <laughs> yeah absolutely and so and, and this totally relates to your classroom too you, you want to try stuff and maybe not talk to the people down the hall about it until you yeah. feel a little bit more comfortable about it yeah. those kind of things and so i go out early 
I do this. I run down the hill and I get to the bottom of the hill and my, my, my heart is still beating. Um, not to a point where I think it's going to stop or explode. So that was good. And it was, and it was fun. It felt good. Walk up the hill. All right. That felt good. Um, the other thing about building new habits and implementing change is that you need to, you need uh, author, uh, BJ Fogg, who wrote a book called, um, tiny habits talks about, he, he calls it shine. You're supposed to celebrate the things you're trying to make in the new habits when you're doing them. And mm-hmm. so my celebration is kind of like, um, internally going, Huh. Not so bad. Uh, yeah. And I mean, other people, if you, if you need to celebrate more. Um, outwardly? Graphically, outwardly, um, by all <laughs> means, do that. Jump up and down, throw a handful of confetti, but, but celebrate the change you're trying to make when you're, when you're making it. And so I, I celebrated. I gave myself a, a, a mental high five. And, uh, and so I, this is going to be a 40-minute th- episode if I don't speed it up. So okay. over, the, over the course of, uh, of the next few days, I, I tried it with one dog. Mm-hmm. And then I tried with the other dog because two dogs at the same time, Whoa, over overwhelming. Um, and I realized, okay, the leash is annoying me because I've got the little thing with the poop bags in it dangling on yeah. the leash and it's clacking. And so, issue, yeah. yeah, that would be too annoying. And so I got to, I decided, okay, another leash without the poop bag thing on it. But then I got to remember, but if I have that leash, then I might forget poop bags. And so gotta I got to put the, bags. the poop bags in, in a Ziploc bag. And I've got a little office clamp uh, off one of those little clampy things that I clamp them yep. to that bag. So I can remember to put some in my pocket before we go out so i don't end up out on a on a walk or on a run without without the poop bag but then so that we i built a system for remembering the poop bags and um and the, the dog the dog needs practice uh slinky the big uh, smooth black dog he he the first time i'm like let's start running i start running and he is jumping up and down and he's like trying to high five ah. and and he is fucking into it um and and so it, it takes a couple a couple runs with him to get him to calm the hell down <laughs> Um, and, and not to, and I expected this. So the other thing about when you're trying to build new habits is they're going to be, you you need to anticipate the things that might be friction points. Yes. Can I ask you a question about the habit? Absolutely. How was the second day? Did you feel like the second day was easier or harder? Oh, absolutely easier. I, I, the first day was the first day it was expected. The next Mm -hmm. day I thought, okay, he's going to be used to this and it's going to be a little bit easier. And now it's been about three weeks we've been doing this. And so it's the, the leaping around doesn't, it doesn't, isn't a thing. And then when it was just you, how was the second day? Like, did the second, did it feel hard to like get out of bed and do it? Did you feel more comfortable doing it at a different time where there might be more people? Did you feel sore and you were like, Oh, maybe I'm not going to do this. Oh, no sore, more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, because, and again, it's all about the repetitions. Right. Habits, habits are all about the repetitions until you're, you're, you're literally wiring, wire, wiring new behavior into your brain. Yes, absolutely. And so after a couple trips out with one dog and the other dog, Gigi, the uh, white fluffy dog, um, she was like all into it. And she's like, her nose is never more than uh, 12 to 18 inches in front of the, 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 furthermost point of my knees and so she's just right there um i'm I'm ready like okay we're gonna try all three of us are gonna go we're ready for this and so i we've got a split leash it's kind of like the leash and then you clip on the the double leash for the dogs and so i put the uh the non-clanky leash on there and i get them up and and we get to the place where we're gonna start and i'm like wolf pack go because i decided we're gonna call ourselves the wolf pack (laughs) when we run together (laughs) 
and and uh, and we take off. Except Slinky decides he needs to be on my left side, and then on Gigi's right side, and in the middle, and then behind us. And and so the first the first outing, we're totally tripping over each other, and it's it's super awkward and annoying. But right. some amount of chaos. Yeah, I planned for that. And so in the classroom, if you're going to introduce something new that's going to cause your version, I mean, you've all got a version of Slinky in your classrooms, I'm sure. You sure do. Um, you, you, you got a plan that's going to be a little bit chaotic uh, for a while. I, I like to think there's this, this, this wave of discomfort that you ride when you're building a new habit. And after. Yeah, well, even I've been, for other writing purposes, I've been rereading, you know, a bunch of Piaget, who like has his own problems. But for this episode we're just going to talk about Piaget in a normal sense um and you know his his schema theory which so schema is both the thing that happens and the thing that is so it's both the binder full of information in your head and how the binder gets created and he talks about you know this idea of when you're gaining the information when the binder is being filled up there is this moment of disequilibrium where things are no longer what you thought or what you expected or what your previous experiences have told you. And that is actually where the learning is happening is when things are not in balance. Yeah. That's where you're figuring out, Oh, like when Slinky and Gigi are running all over, that is where you're figuring out, Oh, what is the optimal system? That is not a key to, Oh, the system is a failure. I should never have tried this. Or for example, when you're in your classroom, if you're introducing let's say more loose parts, it is not necessarily when you introduce them and the kids start throwing them, that is not necessarily, oh my gosh, this was a terrible idea. We're never doing this. That is a signal to you. Oh, something isn't here. What's the learning that needs to happen? Oh, I didn't explicitly explain to this child who loves to throw things that this is not a throwing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go invite them to throw the balls outside. Let me remind them that inside there's too many people for us to be doing some throwing. Let me show them how to use the materials. Like it's not, if that's not your failing point, that's the point you want to get to, to then create some new set of knowledge or some new habit. Yeah. And there's, there's that point where it's really, dis, really uncomfortable and your, your lizard brain wants you to stop it wants to protect you so your 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 brain might be screaming at you oh go go back to the way you were doing things before this isn't working um and you got to take a breath and you got to you got to know that's part of the learning process and 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 just do the thing anyways and it's a but but the other thing is the the more practice that you have at, at changing things and and facing that feeling the easier it gets the next time you do it yes um, and I think the one of the most important points in the classroom about changing things that you were talking about, we kind of mentioned that social risk thing. I know for me, that has been vital. If I wanted, like when I first started on this sort of more progressive, playful inquiry learning, it was really important for me that there was very little social risk involved. Yeah. Just because of who I am as a person, I'm a very anxious baby, basically. Um, I'm very emotional about things. So for me, I needed to feel really comfortable. I needed to feel like no one's going to judge me for the work that's about to happen because I will fall apart. I have since worked through that a little bit more. Um, But that was, you know, when I started giving a little more ownership to the children in the classroom, 
I needed it to be on days there wasn't someone else there so that I could see how it was running. I could evaluate it myself. And then I could start to say, okay, now I know how I'm going to anticipate these little kinks that I'm seeing. Now I'm ready to do this in front of someone else. Now I'm ready to invite another teacher or my director in to say, hey, I had this idea about how we could do circle time, how we could do X, Y, Z. Do you want to come and see? I would, I am not the kind of person that could ever do that straight out the gate. I'd, uh-huh. I'll never get there. I'm way more comfortable now um, than I was, you know, in 2015 when I started teaching. But to be able to have a space where you just get to try it and fail and you're kind of the only one that knows about it and then you're going to keep going with building it, that I think can be really powerful for people in this profession. Yes. And I've got a part of my story that I wasn't going to tell that kind of relates to dealing with that social anxiety side of it. Um, you don't have to tell it. You can if you want well, to. I, I know, but it might make good pod, but it also might be uh, TMI or, or oversharing. I don't know. Um, so I think good pods overshare personally. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So, um, we get, we get good. The dogs and I, I, I yell wolf pack go. And then we run and we run all the way down to the hill and there's a fire hydrant at the bottom of the hill. And then, uh, we stop there and have liver traits and boy, as soon as we stop running, they, their butts hit the ground and they're like looking at my pocket <laughs> and it's, and it's great. And, and we've got rules now. We, we don't stop and pee and, and, and pooping is not right. allowed on our runs and every, 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 Every once in a while, somebody breaks one of those rules and the rest of us mock them um, because we're the wolf pack, damn it. Um, but then, then I saw an old guy running older than me and he was running without his shirt on and he looked like he was really comfortable. It's like a, a cool morning. And I thought, huh. Maybe I could not only be an old guy that runs, maybe I could go to be an old guy that runs without my shirt on. And look, I've dropped 20 pounds so far this year. And look, um, I, I didn't like to go out with uh, wearing less than a tarp um, a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, like a, a 1950s detective jacket um, was my, was my, uh, my, my clothing of choice. Crime. Yeah, exactly. But, um, and I'm, I'm totally not ripped yet, but I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. I looked as good as the old guy that was running looked. And so I thought, huh, maybe I could try this. And, and so the other night, Sam, yeah, it was, it was like shortly after some sunset. It was um, running after dark, running <laughs> after dark because again, nobody looking. Um, and, and, and so I did that and it was, it was delightful. Um, here's where the T TMI part comes in. My nipples were so happy. I mean, it was just delightful. Um, it, 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 it reminded me of being 10 or 11 years old, running around the neighborhood during the summer. And, and it was, it was great. And I am, I am happy for your nips. I'm yeah, happy for you. I, I, I don't know it, but never, this is never a part of our friendship. I thought we'd get to. Well, so now like we're here you agreed to be, you agreed to be on the show. You should, if you've listened true. to episodes, I, I agreed to this listener stuff, stuff comes up. Um, <laughs> but no, it was great. And then and then it's not just me and the wolf pack. Uh, the other night, Tasha went with for a run with me um, in the rain. In the rain. It was great. Whoa. And I love and rain runs. Those are so yeah. wins. Those are so and I've started, started, started actually running up the hill 
as well. Nice. Um, I was gonna ask and you so about that, it's like, like it's like up. almost two miles of running now. And so it's good for the heart rate. It's it's um, and it's weird and it was uncomfortable. And I don't know where it's going to go, but all the other things I've practiced changing over the last couple of years as I've been investigating and playing with the idea of change made it a lot easier. But but when you think about building a process and building a system, it's, it's all stuff that can totally be be brought in to the classroom, maybe not the shirtless part. That probably don't, in the do classroom. Do not do that. Probably in the classroom, it's best to keep your shirt on. Um, but I think... I've, especially that idea of like, you started on your own. This mm-hmm. did not happen overnight. Like you had a, a bigger goal, like run down the hill and up the hill. And you knew enough about yourself and your environment to know, I'm not going to get down the hill and up the hill with the dogs without my shirt on the first try or the second try or the could, third try. It could have even imagined it. <laughs> it's it's going it, to take time. Yeah. And eventually we'll get there. And like you said, I think now that you've kind of conquered that, right? Like you've done what you set out to do now. You said you don't know where it's going to go, but you have so many possibilities. You have a world of possibilities. Oh, oh, Sam, I I don't know. I can't get away. I can't get too far away from, uh, too far away from home. Um, I'm just saying there is a half marathon here. And uh, run it shirtless. I just don't, yeah, maybe. I also have the time. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the, another part of it is 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 there's there there was prep there was there was three years of prep work with mm-hmm. uh, the walking eight miles a day, um, was so I mean there's there's so many pieces but when you when you break things down you do do the uh, the groundwork you you make it as simple as possible if I if I yep. didn't have if I didn't have the poop bags on the clip in the bag um, I'd forget them and that would piss me off and then and then you had, G- you had so many fail safes right and I think that was important also because it didn't give you a way out yeah you found other ways around that and I think a lot of times kind of like I mentioned in the classroom we'll look for a way out. If something, if something's hard and we want to do it, but it's not working the first time, it's like, oh, we're not going to do that. Like using glue. I know some people that with young children do not like to use glue because it makes a big mess. Sure. And to me, I'm like, yes, glue is messy. (laughs) So this doesn't, this is not a bothersome thing for me, but it is for other people. So one thing I have done in the past is for people who have been bothered by this, I've said, cool, here's a plastic sheet for your table. So now the plastic sheet gets glue on it and you don't have to clean the table because you have said that that is like, that's too much. So here's the plastic sheet. It's from the dollar store, roll it up and throw it away. Is that sustainable? No, but is it solving the problem right now? Yes. Yeah. And right now we're working with what we have. So if what we want to do is use glue and what we don't want to do is have to scrub the table off of with all of the glue stains on it, I, here's the solution. You know, you, you no longer have a way out of it. Now you can totally do it. We can evaluate later if, you know, having the tablecloth is a good idea. If taking the poop bags on their little binder clip is a good idea. We can evaluate that later. But for yeah. now, we've solved the problem. Yeah. And we're going to work from there. Yeah, and it's it's just about building that system. I mean, if if you're worried about the messy, you you put a you put a hand rinsing bucket with uh, three inches right. of warm water in it right there, and so they can do a pre rinse before they go to the bathroom and wash their hands for yep. uh, for for real. Um, those kind of things you can you can build build those steps into the process that are gonna gonna help you be successful. And yeah, um, that's and like it's all about 
the success. Like you can get to the success and it won't necessarily look like the way you thought at the beginning, you know, it might take a little bit longer. That's okay. It might look like you're adding another step. It might look like the first time you bring both the dogs, it's a mess. Yeah. The first time you try, you know, a social story with children, it might be an unmitigated disaster and it might even be embarrassing. Like if you've never been embarrassed in the classroom, I would love your life. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would love it. Yeah. And, and that, it, it's just, it's just about those, it's about those baby steps. I mean, yep. um, I, I noticed the, the first couple runs, um, none of the neighbors were coming out of their houses and, and, and yelling at, at you me to pointing. Yeah. Yeah. None of that was happening. Um, Look at that man on a run. Yeah. How, how dare he? Um, that kind of, and, and so it, it, it's a chance to be successful. Um, and as we wrap this up, and it's probably time to wrap this up, I want to point out to anybody who's listening to this show that I made uncomfortable about uh, talking about my nipples and running shirtless. Um, listener Nicole, who is also going to be one of our uh, rotating co-hosts here, Nicole from uh, from Inspired EC in Australia, uh, came on the podcast once or and, and told me, I think it was on the show, maybe it was in an email, that uh, she listened to the bathtub, which made Jeff really uncomfortable um so listeners some of you've made me very uncomfortable in the past um as well so that's a little bit of payback for that i guess yeah um, any final any and, and poor sam we'll see if poor sam comes back for another episode <laughs> any <laughs> final thoughts um before we wrap up sam two final thoughts i think the baby steps is very important with anything you want to do i know lisa talks about like that 10 day rule yeah. she kind of has about like before you implement a change like spend 10 days observing and thinking about it and then let's go and do it and the second thing is i really do think that wolfpack running club merch would sell well on yeah. the website well so if you're i would i listeners if you want that please email jeff so that i can make it and sure, that sure. we can all be uh, part well, of the wolfpack running get club. to work on a logo because because slinky was telling me he, he like wanted us to get satin warm-up jackets 100 percent um, when is your birthday? That will be in the mail. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was like, and I'm like, dogs don't wear jackets. You know how, you know how you laugh at the dogs that, that show up at the dog park with, uh, with jackets on. You're not going to wear gonna a jacket. He's stunting. He's ready. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. He's. I, I want to get him a little, little headband, little sweatband, or something that I don't know, cutouts for his ears or something. That we'll scene see. from Rocky. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. Hey, listeners, thanks for waiting through another episode with us. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. I am deadly serious about Wolfpack Running Club merchandise. I will make it. I, first of all, I do think we need childcare bar and grill merchandise. I would love to tackle that project. I have an idea in my head. Oh, well, by all means, send, send me... This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.